Here we go, Draft Nick. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Draft Four One or Draft Nation podcast. Uh, my name is is Joe Four One Two, and I'll be your host for the next thirty minutes. Uh, before we begin, we want to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, uh, where you can find all of your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free. For those of you who have not listened to our show, Draft Nation is a national e-magazine that hyper focuses on all four major sports and their professional drafts. We cover all aspects, as you can imagine, player scouting, mock drafts, free agency, salary cap provisions, and of course, uh, the needs of your favorite teams. So with me tonight, uh, we're going to be dropping the puck and talking to EJ Johnston. EJ is the president and founder of Three Ice, which is a men's professional three-on-three hockey league that's adjacent to the NHL. EJ, welcome to Draft Nation, and are, are you ready to go on the clock, my friend? I am, Joe. It's great to be with you. Yeah, well, help. Tell listeners a little bit about you and what Three Ice is for those of you who haven't had it uh, out there that haven't had the pleasure of, of seeing it uh, seeing it live yet. Sure, yeah. I'll gloss over me a little bit because I think that's less interesting than Three Ice, but uh, my background is I'm a former ad agency executive. I was a Fox Sports media rep, and then I went to work for IMG, the big sports marketing firm, which uh, no longer goes by that label. And then I had a, a stint in Hollywood where I made television shows, scripted and unscripted stuff, for about eight years. And all that was kind of prelude to uh, the creation of Three Ice, which is the NHL's overtime format all the time. We're on a full sheet of ice. We use a touring model. We go around North America. We're uh, ex-NHLers, guys that play in the AHL, ECHL, uh, all over Europe. Uh, our guys are young, fast, absolutely electric. And the hockey's incredible. Um, four teams out of eight show up each week at a tour stop. We play two semifinal games, a consolation game, and a championship game over the course of about two and a half hours, crown a winner in each one of those. And over the course of our regular season, our top four teams accrue uh, enough points to get into the Patrick Cup championships, named after Craig Patrick and his family. And we just had those championships in Philadelphia, played on big CBS. The, electric, uh, the building was electric. The crowd was fantastic. Uh, we had well over 300,000 fans watching us on CBS, and uh, Larry Murphy's team ended up winning it this year in our second year being uh, the Patrick Cup champions. It was fantastic stuff. Yeah, I wanted to get out to Philly to see it. I got introduced to Three Ice last year in, in Pittsburgh and had a chance to you know, see you when you were here. I know my, my uh, Philly team had a chance to see you guys when you were out in the middle part of the state too, and I apologize for missing the championship stuff, but – uh, from a business perspective, how did the season go for you guys? And, you know, what kind of reactions did you get from your fans? Uh, it was great. Uh, the fans absolutely love us. You know, we are um, a new league. We have uh, awareness that we've got to raise. But the fans that know about us absolutely find it jaw-dropping hair on fire hockey. The superlatives that they throw at us, the gratitude that they throw at us, uh, they absolutely love what we're doing. Uh, they get to get close to the game. Our players are accessible. Our coaches are accessible. We've got all Hall of Famers coaching our teams. Uh, Larry Murphy, Craig Patrick, uh, Ray Bork, uh, my father, Ed Johnson, uh, Joey Mullen, Grant Fuhrer, John LeClaire, uh, Guy Carboneau. Um, it's just, it was fantastic. Last year in 2022, we had six teams. This year we expanded to eight, and uh, we thought we improved the product a little bit more, got faster. We got younger on the ice. Uh, it's just a really, really exciting, entertaining product. And if you like hockey, you're going to love this. If you're a sports fan, you're going to really, really like it. And if you're a casual sports fan, I think you're going to get hooked by coming and going, wow, I didn't expect this. 
It is just a two and a half hour roller coaster of action, up and down track meet hockey. So it was great from that perspective. And we're growing our business. So on the business side, you know, we are excited about all the trends, picking all the boxes in terms of awareness growing, attendance growing, uh, revenues growing, all that good stuff. Um, you know, your challenge always as a startup league is muscling through the first couple of years. Uh, financially, you always have to do things to sort of make sure you survive and then grow your awareness. And uh, we're, we couldn't be more pleased. We, we think we've got a wonderful product. The fans are telling us that. The viewership is there proving our concept. And it's uh, hopefully up, up, and up. And we seem to feel like that trend is, is going on all, all aspects of our business, which is nice. Well, you know, many of our listeners here at Draft Nation and, of course, our subscribers to the site love professional sports drafts, NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, you name it. Uh, they're just – they're draft nicks, right? They're, they're addicted to the stuff like I am. Uh, and you guys have a very different approach to your draft. And every year you kind of reset your teams – Explain to our listeners how that works and how they can follow the process as you go into next season in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we like to pride ourselves on is our fans having the ability to touch our game, and we're going to create more and more ways to do that. And so we're trying to figure out ways for fans to actually interact with our draft. For example, picking the draft order. Our coaches are – um, GMs and coaches. So they scout the players that we collect. We have a pool of about 150 or so, and they act as general manager and coach, so they draft their teams. But we want the fans to actually have an input on this. And we're toying with different ways, meaning do we let the fans vote on who picks in which draft order? Do we let the fans figure out how many players the coaches get to keep from last year to next year, making this up two out of seven players? For those who don't know about our product, we've got six skaters and a goalie on each team times eight teams. We've got 56 players total. We've also got a ninth team we call the taxi squad, which is a reserve squad. And so letting fans interact with that and figuring out, do they pick the taxi squad? Do they pick the order? Do they determine how many fans or how many uh, players the coaches get to keep from season one to season two, or in this case, season two to season three. But we have a draft in April. Uh, we have about 150 to 160 names that we curate, myself, my father, Ed Johnston, Craig Patrick, the coaches, and uh, Steve Baker, who uh, played seven years in the NHL as a goaltender for the Rangers and uh, the Devils. We all sort of put our hockey eye together and uh, figure out who the best players are. And, Joe, we're looking for water bugs. We're looking for super fast, quick, hockey high hockey, hockey IQ players that know how to play the, the track me kind of hockey that we're looking for. And so this year, we had about a third of our players were ex-NHLers. Um, we had guys like Brandon Peary and T.J. Hensick uh, and Brian Flynn uh, playing in our league. And uh, then we have a bunch of guys from all over the planet. They play in every league you can name. They're North Americans, but we'll eventually get Europeans in there. So we've got Canadians and Americans now. And we've got guys like Hank Crone, who was the ECHL Rookie of the Year, top scorer and league MVP. He lit it up in our league this year. He actually now just signed a contract with the Chicago Blackhawks, a two-way deal. Uh, a guy like Owen Hedrick played in, uh, in our league as well. He also signed a two-way deal with the Blackhawks. Eddie Matsushima played in our league. He signed a two-way deal with the Anaheim Ducks. And Jeremy Brodeur, uh, Martin Brodeur's son, just signed a two-way deal uh, with the Devils and the Utica Devils. So we're, we have guys that are using us to extend their careers, improve their careers, and uh, break in and, and showcase what they're about. So uh, the draft process is April. The coaches get into a room, 
and uh, they play GM and coach. And uh, we, we videotape it and make it content and push it out there, and it's great. Uh, they're competing just like they were on the ice, but in a different format now. And, uh, you know, if you can see a guy like Larry Murphy and the consternation and the nerves and the, and the strategy and the, uh, the hand-wringing that goes on when somebody takes somebody's favorite pick or their second or third-round pick, it's great. Uh, these coaches are really, really into it. The players are really into it. We've had fights on the ice, fights in the locker room, big hits in a non-hitting league. We've had, you know, guys going after each other, and um, it is a spirited, spirited uh, competition on the ice, and the coaches compete uh, on the benches and in the draft room as well. It's great stuff. And, um, you know, you and I will put our heads together, Joe, and figure out a way to have draft 412 fans get uh, premium or exclusive input on our process we'll think through that together i promise no i'm I'm looking forward to that and you you answered my next question in part i was going to use your john leclerc example but it sounds to me like the other part you've answered already because i think again our listeners are i'm sure they're wondering like you know have you had attrition based on play where these guys have had an audition you know in a three-on-three format that's led to nhl opportunity whether it's a return to the league or a first chance at a league. It sounds to me like you've, like you've said about LeClaire, that's different. There's a guy that's behind the bench. He's, he's migrated over to the fly. He's going to coach. You know, I mean, are you finding that it's hard to keep these guys? And does that in- increase your demand from a talent pulse perspective? I think that, you know, I, it's, it's, you, you said before, you, you guys have gone out, you have a handful of folks that are going out and, you know, scraping together the, the talent to, to put them, you know, into your league. But, you know, are you, are you finding it that, you know, after season two now, you're losing both talent behind the bench and talent on the ice uh, back to the league and perhaps other leagues? Well, you know, the coaches absolutely love it. And I'll break a little bit of news here with you. Uh, John LeClaire just confirmed that he is back in with us. Even though he was named to the uh, coaching staff of the Philadelphia Flyers, he absolutely loves three ice. It's a way for him to stay connected to the players. Uh, oh, you know, I'm not going to take credit for for John's excellence, and he earned that job over at Philadelphia. But let's just say one, two, three percent of him participating in three ice, him being able to relate to the young players, uh, is part of the equation. You know, again, let's let's call it 99% uh, John's credit. But there's value to him being connected to these guys at this age. Our average age of our players is 30.07 years of age. So I'm happy to say John is back. I know that he. Larry, uh, Joey, my father's a, a one and done. He's 87 years old, so he's not leaving us because uh, because he doesn't want to do it again. But we had him. Uh, for me, it was a dream right. to have my father in the coaching staff, and uh, he was fantastic. I can tell you, you know, off the bench, he's a typical 87 year old, but on the bench, he is dialed in. Joe, he is just oh, like he was back, 10, right? 15 years that, ago. Yes, yes. <laughs> that hockey passion it, never leaves, right? It's great. So well, I can tell, tell you that we have part, coaches that, that want okay. to be part of our equation, and, uh, and we're going through that process every year. So we'll figure out who replaces that. So how do you – so, again, because this is a draft-oriented show, how do, you, how do you evaluate your players? I mean, obviously, it's hard for a startup league to have scouts traveling everywhere. I'm assuming a lot of this is, you know, in-person tryouts and, and videos, but – how, how do you as a league determine what that pool of 160 or so guys uh, to choose from is every year before you go to your draft? Yeah, you know, the nice thing about that is when you have experts like my dad, Craig Patrick, Steve Baker, the coaches, um, you, you have a wealth of 
expert evaluators on that side. So we start out with about a, a pool of about 300 names that we think fit the bill. And then we whittle that down to about 140, 150. Um, but we had a draft. Uh, our first year, we had uh, 80 guys uh, come to Vegas, and we ran through two full days of simulated uh, games. So you could call it a mini camp. You could call it a, uh, a three-ice simulation. But we had two full days of tournaments, and uh, that was a huge help. Now, we have some tape on guys. We have staffs on guys. We have reputation you know, a guy like Joe Whitney, who played in the NHL for about 75, 80 games, or Chris Bork, who played, I think, 75 to 80 games. You know, these guys are kind of the perfect fit for us. And you've got enough info, anecdotal, stats, film. And then when you see these guys show up and play, you know they've got the goods. Uh, some guys show up and, and they don't got the goods. Um, but thankfully, we've got terrific experts that can evaluate that talent and really put us in a great position to win with a great product on the ice. And, again, if you have 125 to 150 guys uh, in the pool, we only need 56. So it's tough to make it. I mean, you have a 35 40% chance of making it. I guess that's a decent chance, but you got a 70% chance of not making it. So uh, it's, it's hard to make our rosters, and guys are competing. And uh, I can tell you some of these guys are, are using this platform to get to the next level, and we could be happier. Uh, we've got guys signing contracts in Finland and Sweden out of three ice. Um, which is, if you're, if you're a hockey guy, you know that is excellent, excellent hockey. And uh, we got guys signing two-way deals uh, with the NHL, AHL uh, franchises here. So it is what we said it would be for our players. Uh, it's becoming that. And, um, yeah, the, the curation process with experts like Craig and Steve and all of our coaches and my father, thankfully it makes my job easier, uh, and I can leave it to the experts to find the great guys, find the stats, find the film, get the stories, do the research, make phone calls on there. You know, how are they in the locker rooms? You know, has he still, does he still got it? You know, uh, who's skating with them? Where's he skating? What do he look like in Europe? All that stuff goes into our process. And it's about a four month process for us to build that list. And we're back to a blank slate again. Of course, we've got guys that played in our league, but we will reevaluate and start from scratch and see who gets invited back. And uh, then who gets drafted. So do you have, NHL and or Euro scouts at your games looking at your players now, or are they like, you, you know, it's funny because you almost want them to buy a ticket if they are, because they're stealing your product. But it sounds to me like you've had, you've had such a, a nice quick success at getting these guys, uh, you know, either back into the league or back into professional leagues, uh, especially in Europe. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the European game is, it's it's really done a lot to catch up to the North American game, it and has. you know hockey's just you know it's you know it's it's a place where I've you see a lot of NHLers moving or or in particular the Russian players staying home in some cases. But mm -hmm. do you have NHL scouts at your games? Do you have Euro scouts at your games? So we know we're getting scouted. They've told us that. So the nice thing about our product is last year we were broadcast in 187 countries around the world. This year, because we started selling our rights. Uh, we were in less countries, but we were in about 100, between 85 and 100 this year. And we've been told on multiple occasions, we are scouting you. Eddie Matsushima's agent uh, specifically told us, we got deal with Anaheim because of three ice. He absolutely, he came to the league, he absolutely lit it up. So they're watching us on TV. My guess is they're in the buildings. Uh, they're not introducing themselves to me personally, but my guess is they're in the building. Of course, of and course. And we've been told specifically. <laughs> yeah, right? But, hey, look, we yeah, love that. Yeah, they're going to give that up, right? Yeah, they're sitting there with their with their hat, their hat down and their sunglasses on in, at night in a in a hockey barn somewhere, right? 
Nothing, nothing makes us happier than guys utilizing three ice to get to the next level. We love that. We think that's a great thing. But we have been told explicitly by agents, teams, leagues that we are watching and we are looking for talent. Over in Europe, that is, that is happening a lot. What's nice about our league is we end in mid-August, and most of the European leagues, they, they start their camps in mid-August. So it's a perfect transition for guys looking to round out their rosters. They see a guy lighting it up in three ice. They sign him up. So what what should fans expect to see in 2024 as you guys continue to grow? I mean, is it are we looking at, you know, you having like a Eastern North American team and a Western? Are you going to grow in terms of the cities you hit or the amount of teams that you have? Or uh, I know that you and I in an interview a few months ago you told me um, uh, you guys might be doing a, a European tour. Or, or having a, a separate brand. I mean, what 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 should fans of Three Ice expect from you next year, just in 2020? Yeah. So we actually invited the fans uh, over the last season to tell us where we should play, and we got several thousand votes. And uh, you'd be surprised. You know, Vegas was kind of off the charts. Tennessee was off the charts. Dallas was off the charts. Um, we had some surprising markets that absolutely want us to be in those cities. So we're going to tether our teams next year two cities so you'll have making this up right now because i'm not going to break the news yet three ice pittsburgh three ice buffalo three ice minnesota and so on so that's a new thing oh i like that though and then the fans can cheer for something right they feel that's like right. connectivity that's right right now you're, you're sort of picking a player or a coach that you like um or maybe the color of the team that happens too but um you know right now you're picking your rooting interest is based on that well, we think we can have that plus, you know what, we're coming to Pittsburgh. We're going to have a three-ice Pittsburgh team. They'll play in that market. I'm making it up. They'll play against Chicago, Minnesota, Dallas, and uh, that'll be the tour stop in Pittsburgh. So that's one innovation that we're doing, and because the fans voted, we're going through that now and figuring out which markets that uh, we're going to be in, but they have a massive, massive input on it. It's a bit of data, and it's a bit of voting that we use for that. And then the other things that we talked about, you and I, you know, we will be expanding our brand in different brand extensions. So we believe that having a simultaneous league in Canada within 24 months from now, Three Ice Canada with eight teams up there, and then eventually having a Champions League of the, the two top teams in Canada versus the two top teams in America in an extra weekend is something that we're going to be having. We're going to have an opening great. act. It, it is. It, we're, we're really excited about it. We think we'll crush in Canada. We think the fans will absolutely turn out the TV ratings and all that good stuff. And again, that's, that's probably 2025 for us. That is our target window there. The other really interesting brand extension that we're taking a look at is a world cup or country versus country version of this thing. And we're in talks now with a European partner to make that happen. We are at a handshake on the terms and we will have at least a six or 18 launch of that overseas. And you'll have a German team playing a Swedish team, playing a, uh, a North American team. It'll be a, a fantastic tournament, which eventually will grow to probably as many as 16 teams over a weekend, and then eventually potentially a men's and women's division on that. And then we think a uh, Little League World Series of three ice, three ice kids, is an absolute no-brainer for us. That also will be a made-for-TV event like the World Cup, and you'll have that in your, your Williamsport, Pennsylvania, if you will. We'll find which market that is, and we've got about five or six that we really like, and we'll make that decision here in the next six months. And then an opening act for three ice women. Um, we're in the buildings. We'll have the TV networks. We'll have the sponsors, the infrastructure. 
we think it's a great way to showcase the women's game. Um, for us, it's either a four or eight team league, and they'll rotate through the season. And uh, we think it's just a, a fantastic way to showcase the women in an economically viable way that we're excited about. And so all of those things are going to be coming online in 12 to 24 months from now. Uh, we can't wait. Um, we'll do it in the right order. We'll make sure we're financially and fiscally responsible when we do that. But we think it's a great way to showcase more of, of just a wonderful product and give more product in the summertime for the hockey fan. I mean, you got to remember, you know, we're, we're Penguin fans, Joe. Our season was over April 7th, 8th, 9th this year. We don't have hockey until October 5th, 6th, 7th. That's a five-and-a-half-month run of no hockey. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I, I got introduced to you guys last summer because my wife, who loves hockey, told me you were in town. And we all went down, there's a group of us, 10 or 12 of us went down, and she said she said the two magic words. She said summer and hockey. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going. <laughs> let's go, let's go. So, you know, although I, I think that I, I don't lace them up anymore, but when I did, I wouldn't have made your league anyway. It was a six-foot, three, 220-pound Defense. I, I didn't have the wheels for for doing what you guys do. I liked five on five with boards. <laughs> it made my yeah, game a little yeah. bit better. But so tell me, uh, you know, what was your favorite moment of the season? You have to have one that jumped out at you that was just, you know, so the first drop of the puck, or was it the 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 Patrick Cup winners? I mean, what what was what was the favorite moment of the season for EJ? Yeah, there, there's a lot. Um, I can tell you, having my father win one of the weeks was great. I don't mind admitting that I'm biased having uh, Team Johnston uh, win in one of the weeks. It was great. Um, it, it was it was a must win. They unfortunately lost their first week. They did okay in their second tour stop. And then their third tour stop in the regular season, they absolutely had to have a win. They pulled a rabbit out of a hat. It was great. That's probably my favorite moment. And then a close second is the overtime championship game. Hank Crone scores a goal in a shootout. Uh, he's wearing the golden helmet, which is our league leading scorer, uh, wears that each week. And he roofs one under the bar in overtime, in a shootout. And uh, just, you know, the, the crowd goes wild. The, they go crazy. The jubilation by the fans and the, the team, it's, you know, it, it's wonderful. It's just a great moment. And, uh, you know, they lifted the Patrick Cup. And uh, Brian Trottier, our winning coach from last year, presented it on the ice there. So those are probably my two favorite moments. It's uh, 1A, 1B, I would say. Gotcha. I understand. I understand 1A for sure. Uh, my last question for you before we get into the lightning round, was there any surprises about the 2023 season that uh, caught you off guard, was like a, a gotcha moment or, or something that was like an aha moment? You're like, ah, I like this. We're going to do this next year or in the future or whatever. Was, did you have one of those moments? It, it's not a moment per se, but it's guys now are able to pull off video game, internet, are you kidding me moves. There's a guy in our league named Swaggy P. He picks up the puck a couple of times lacrosse style on his stick and threw it in the net. Uh, we had a guy, Brandon uh, Hawkins, just an, an absolute wizard. Guys doing basically video game style stuff in the games, and you're just like, you've got to be kidding me. My father saw Swaggy P in a practice for the first time and goes, who the F is this guy? What the heck is he doing out there? He was, my, my father's mind was going, 87 years old, 50, 60 years in the NHL in various positions, had never seen anything like it. And he did it a couple of times in games. He did it in a shootout. He did it in a, in a game live. It was unbelievable. So it's not a moment per se. 
It's just the fact that guys are pulling these things off in real games, in real time, is just wow. It's, it's kind of the equivalent of the Grand Slam home run moment. It's kind of the equivalent of the great knockout in the UFC or just an unbelievable posterized dunk over somebody in the NBA. We've got the equivalent of that. And if you see it live, you're not sure what you saw. It's just it's wild. We throw it on the jumbotron, you see it again, and you hear the whole stadium kind of ooing and awing and then laughing afterwards. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. I didn't think we thought guys were going to be able to do it. I didn't think they'd do it to the extent they are. We had four, five, six of those goals this year were just bananas. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I'm a old school Michigan defenseman. And so anytime anybody picks up their puck and uh, lacrosse style and goes peanut butter with it behind the goaltender without them knowing it's fine by me. They set the standard. It's named after the school. So I'm happy about that. But yep. look, hey, we're coming to the end of our time. We only have a couple minutes left here. And as you know, your experience on my other uh, 412 podcast, uh, we have a lightning round. We have some fun here at the end. And, and I've got a handful of questions for you if you're ready to go. Uh, I'm just going to throw them out at you and, and see what you think. Let's do it. All right. So your first one is, um, and this you cannot a- answer this with any three ice logo, but okay. what is your favorite <laughs> team logo in any sport? Just you can't use Chicago Blackhawks. That's easy. Chicago uh, Blackhawks. Yeah, you know, I got I got to agree with you on that one. As far as the NHL goes, the Blackhawks uniform and their logo is just is really really top shelf. I like the old school Quebec Nordiques too with the with that baby also blue. Great. It's really really nice, but uh, I can't argue. You know, Blackhawks is is mine as well. Um, your favorite team nickname in any sport? Oh boy, um, the Banana Slugs is pretty good. Um, oh. My, <laughs> I think it's the Santa Cruz Banana Slugs. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> Um, what sport is that, by the way? <laughs> well, it's the whole university, right? So whether they got the basketball team, the football team, the track team, it's the, oh I think God. it's the Santa Cruz, UC Santa Cruz, Banana Slugs. I, hopefully someone can fact check me on that. I think it's uh, UC Santa Cruz. Um, it's it's great. Um, tough to top that one. Um, boy, oh, boy. You know, my wife would love, love me to say this. You know, the, the Tottenham Hotspurs. Um it's it's a pretty good name. I, I I forget what a hot spur is. It's kind of like a, a, a hot ticket or someone that's that's tough to handle. I think, but I got to double check that. But it's a it's a pretty good nickname. That's my footy team. My wife is British. I think she'd be happy if I said that. Yeah, fair fair. <laughs> How about your favorite team mascot? Any sport again? Any 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 mascot? Any sport? Oh. Um, I'm dating myself, but for a while, because of this week in baseball and Tommy Lasorda, the San Diego chicken was pretty great. Um, for those of you who don't, uh, <laughs> don't know who that is, you've got to be of a certain age, but uh, this week in baseball TV show was kind of sports center for kids for baseball, and the San Diego chicken was kind of a, a, a mascot slash character on the show, and I kind of just grown to love him. Other than that, you know, I'll, throw, I'll throw it to uh, Iceberg here. He's pretty great. Yeah, Iceberg is, you know, the, you know, as far as NHL goes, he's, he's pretty top shelf. I mean, that's hard to beat a, you know, a a big, big, big penguin when it hits the ice. So I'll give you that one. All right. I got a couple of ones that are a little off topic a bit. So you have a magical locker in your locker room and you can go back to any time to watch any hockey game anywhere from behind the bench 
What game do you go back to? Game four when Bobby Orr scores the most famous goal in hockey. Oh. Uh, my father's not playing in it, but uh, there's that Stole one. Mine, I think. man. <laughs> yeah, that, that to me is pretty fantastic. Or a not-too-distant second. Um, my father was on Team Canada in 1972 Summit Series, and he played in the interim game against the Swedes. And I saw the game on tape, and I'm not exaggerating. I think my father stopped something like 49 shots and just was peppered. I think it was a tie. I can't remember if he tied or not, but he was incredible. And to go and see my father play on a stage that big, It'd probably be a, a fairly close second, but Bobby were flying yeah, through the air, scoring that goal. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, from a sentimentality perspective, that's got to be a big one. I, I, The Bobby Orr goal, I was obviously not born. I, I wasn't there for it, but I see it so much, and I love to do it. The other one that I was born for that I would go back to is 1980, Miracle on Ice, just sure. to be there, USA, you know, Russia. I think that's a hard one to beat. But from a professional level, and this is going to sound stupid because I was at this game, but it was the, I think it was the 85 NHL All-Star game in Pittsburgh where Lemieux scored you know, four goals. It was like he just pummeled I was Gretzky, there. and it was so much fun. And I, yes. I couldn't have been like, I was so young, but I remember it. And I was there at the, the Devils game on New Year's Eve, where he he scored five goals five different ways, which was just well. tremendous. But yeah, well, hey, look, we're coming to the end of the show. I uh, got less than a minute left. How can people get a hold of EJ and Three Ice? Uh, you know, um, so they can track you down for some tickets in 2024. Yeah, it's super simple. Three Ice dot com. Three like the number I C E dot com. Check us out. Sign up for our newsletter. Um, you can communicate to me uh, through that. Um, and uh, send something to our marketing uh, email. I see it, and a lot of times I respond directly, but 3ice.com for tickets, merch, information, newsletter. And, uh, you know, we've just finished up our season, so we'll be a little bit low on the, uh, the information for the next couple of weeks, but then we'll start to ramp back up here in the fourth quarter telling our story and sharing big news, new coaches, new locations, team uniforms, having our fans help pick things with our draft, uh, all that good stuff, that's going to be coming fast and furious here in probably between two and, and three months. Before the end of the year, that will get pushed out in a big way. All right, EJ, thanks for being a guest on, on Draft Nation. And, again, thanks for our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free. And remember, while Draft Nation may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. Thank you, EJ. 